Whether you're a guy in a cape... I can't believe you did that. ...or a rogue who's sneaky... That was so unprofessional. Join Chris... And Roger... As we entertain... The geeky... Guys, what's going on? What up, Chris? Roger, how are you? I'm good, man. How are you? Uh, right. That's what I am. You're I'm right. right. And no. so are you. No, no. I'm... Okay. You know it, too. Right here, in the fields. We're, we're, according oh, I, to literature... According to literature, one of our listeners, Elizabeth... Thank you so much for doing all this. She uh, went and did research on the proper name for settlers of Catan. And we are right, you posers. It is settlers. Because Catan is the actual universe. And there's a lot of games out there Mm -hmm. set in this universe with different names. So you can't just say Catan because what are you talking about? You're talking about settlers? You're talking about knights? You're talking about wayfarers? What are you talking about when you say just Catan? Well, does that make us wrong then? Because there's a bunch of Catan. There's Star Trek Catan, all this no, shit. No, 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 Settlers. Because Star Trek is just Star Trek Catan is just a version of Settlers. It's a reskin, mm-hmm. much like playing Risk and playing Risk 29, 29 AD. Yeah, it's the same game. It's just a reskin. Okay, but we're right. You posers are wrong. Suck my nuts. I don't think they're posers. I just think they're new and they don't know any better. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. I already said it. I already said it. And notice I'm not raging like I was last time. That was literally all of our show prep right there. Um, <laughs> no. like So she was listening to the episode, and uh, I was helping Rev move, move furniture. And me and Rev were listening to it apparently at the same time that she was. Yeah. And we got to that rant, and Rev just stopped. And he's like, yeah. No, you're right. Fuck that. It, it's Settlers. That, that's the name of the game. Like, And then I get a text, and she goes, oh, my God. Oh, oh, honey, no. Like, Fuck. Like, was was the text thread? I'm like, yeah, she got to the rant. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The rant was fucking brutal. Uh, it happens from time to time. It was it was an old school Rogers rant style. It happens. And, you know, it makes you kind of want to bring back the nerd rage every once in a while. It, ha- it has to happen. It gets, it gets, to, it's cathartic <laughs> is what it is. It gets the venom out. It makes me feel good afterwards. And everyone goes, oh, Roger, he, he gets irritated by stupid things, which is true. It happens. It happens which to the true. best of us. Yeah. Um, so DC is slashing comic titles left and right. Did you they see are. This? Yes, like, yes, yes. Lucifer is being canceled. They're not even releasing the last four issues. Bizarre. They're just going to do it as a trade paperback. They're, so they're just going to throw those last issues mm-hmm. in the trade? Yep. Huh. And then they're going to relaunch it later on down the road. That sounds that very sounds like DC. DC. Yeah, yeah. It sounds very DC. <coughs> well, you know, it's funny also. So they have done all this shit recently. We've been seeing all kinds of headlines about them wanting Ben Affleck to return as Batman. Yeah. And Henry Cavill is Superman. Uh, yeah. Both are good. Here's the thing. I'm okay with this in theory. Um, what I like the idea of with, with DC and maybe possibly the DC extended universe or DC. I don't know DCEU how, yeah, is, how the, the, is what yeah, they call it. Yeah, their, this, their version of the Marvel Cinema Manic Universe is allow other, other actors, much like um, the Joker, uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. To do those stories. Yeah. Have Robert Patterson play Batman. In a, a different movie. story, a side right. story. But if you're going to do a DCEU, be the be the main actors there. It should be. And let them do that. And let that be your, your extended universe, but still allow these stories that we as fans want to see told, told. And not get bogged down by the fact that Ben Affleck's too busy doing this to come in and do this. Just get another actor. Or fighting with you about it. Because they, what they're talking about is him doing his original movie. Yeah. With the original script mm-hmm. and letting the original Batman be Batman. Which is kind of interesting that they're hedging their bets on this one and you're still filming 
this other one. This other movie, like, how bad is this movie going to be? I don't know if it's about bad. It's about making sense because there's this wildly, wildly successful MCU. Mm -hmm. Okay. And basically they can't do any wrong, but actors are starting to fall out of that. Yeah. And it took 10 years to do that. We've had four years, basically, of this DC universe. Mm -hmm. uh, I guess maybe five, because Superman Returns or whatever. Well, no, not Superman or not, Returns, uh, Man of Steel. Man of Steel, thank you. Was supposed to be the launch. Was was the launch of it. Yeah. And, you know, we get BVS and all that. Yeah, um, we haven't gotten a lot of good movies. No, we haven't. We it, have not. I think, really, DC, Warner Brothers, that's the issue. It's not the fact that your extended universe ideas aren't good it's your execution and movies aren't good. well and it's that studio interference that we've talked about a lot and you're now getting ready to dump how many millions of dollars to give us a Zack snyder cut bizarre like uh, i didn't care to see the Zack snyder I'll watch cut. it i i just didn't give a shit i i haven't but i'll be honest i haven't watched justice league See, I did, and I was like, this movie fucking sucks. I watched Batman versus Superman and then watched the director's cut, and I was like, yeah, the director's cut's better, but it's still a bad movie. Yeah. We like, don't, so I finally watched Joker. Yeah, Joker's good. It's all right. It's good. Um, It's a little over. It's a little over hype. Way overhyped. But Thank much you like, for saying much like that. The Mandalorian, when you have crap put out on you for years, you'll take the subpar and say it's great. So true. And Joker was good. Like It, it was it, a good flick. Um, It... I'm going to say this, and I'm probably going to get a bunch of hate for it. No, you're not. Only like two people listen to the show. There was some super fucking lazy shit done in that movie. Okay. Uh, there were Such as? So I noticed a few times that there were little bitty plot holes. Okay. Little bitty things. Yeah. And they basically, anything that is a plot hole in that movie can be dismissed as his insanity. Um, and I find that to be lazy writing. I'm not Now, I know there are things that were done purposely. Okay. Give me an example of what so, you're talking about. Something that not, was done not, purposely. Not, no, no, no. I don't want the purposeful. I want, I want your so plot the, holes. So the the first plot hole, and this is nothing major. He, it's when he's sitting on the bus. He was making faces at the kid. Mm -hmm. Mom turns around and scolds him. He hands her the card. She turns around, keeps the card. Blah blah blah. Generally speaking, that would be handed back to him. Now this is me nitpicking a little bit. Um, that's when I was like, oh, that's kind of silly. Wouldn't she hand it back? And my wife looks at me. Right as I'm like, is this thoughts going through my head? And she goes, aren't you supposed to give something like that back? And I was like, uh-huh. Yeah, but obviously this lady on the... I don't know how that hits with that, his that, that was That was nothing That was nothing super plot hole. Like, to me, though, like that little scene just shows how inconsiderate that lady was. No, that lady was inconsiderate as which fuck. Which furthermore goes down to the fact that society's become in, inconsiderate in Joker's mind. Um, His mother... This was, I guess, my biggest plot hole here. And this, you could chalk this up to trauma or whatever. Uh, his mother having adopted him and then him being abused, and he has no recollection of this abuse or anything like that. Abuse is something that stays with you, even if yes, you're, it is. It, even if you're mentally ill. Um, yeah. So the fact that he had zero recollection of this because he, he was a kid, he was around four, and what formative years for somebody or around that age and all that stuff so that's the stuff that generally will stick with you for forever yeah um no recollection of any of it and i'm like that's fucking that's stupid like that was a that was wrong there was a lot of stuff that they did well in the movie um him having a sexual fantasy right after he killed somebody yeah brilliant that's how serial killers work um so my my takeaway is with the Joker was none of that happened. 
The entire movie never happened. It's just Arkham? Yeah, it, well, until the end scene where he's walking out, it was him telling his psychiatrist that we meet at the end of the movie. Who he and, kills. And that it just harkens back to Heath Ledger and the fact that the Joker just doesn't have an origin story. Well, no, and I, I said that to my wife in it. I'm like, you know what's funny? I'm like, all these things are happening. I'm like, and he says in a killing joke, I prefer my past to be multiple choice. Right. Um, because I'm like, that's very Joker, and that's cool. So to me it was, we weren't seeing how the Joker became the Joker. We just got him telling someone. Oh, just how. just telling some story. Yeah, like like it was, it was all just a flashback. Like if the movie would have started with him lighting up a cigarette, going, "You know what drives me nuts," and then, boom, you'd be like, "Oh, it makes sense." But they cut that part out. They just left that part out, mm-hmm. and you're watching this entire movie thinking that this is the story. Then at the end, he's finishing that cigarette, and he's in Arkham. Yeah. Um, to me, that was the movie. Was him telling, which is why you can't take anything. To heart at face value because it's the Joker. Yeah, and that's kind of why I don't want to see a sequel. I didn't like the. I didn't like. Oh, I have a disorder. That's why I laugh. Come on. That's his thing. Like that's that is such a Joker thing to say though. Nah. Like 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 nah. like here I am talking to my shrink. Yeah, it's a disorder. Nah. I knew it was. I had a card for it. I like. <laughs> I liked him lying all the time. I thought that was hysterical. Yeah, I just. I no, thought... it's part of my act. Yeah, the gun I, was part of my act. Uh, I mean, <laughs> what? <laughs> so there, there, there were things that were very, very well done with it. Yeah. Um, like I said, the sexual fantasy right after his first murder, I thought was brilliant. And what, uh, makes, well, what makes that movie even more interesting to think about the Joker as a character is there's some truth in there for him and his origin. Mm-hmm. It's you as the viewer slash as the psychologist trying to figure it out. Where is, where is the truth? where's the lies fair enough and that's really to me what makes the joker that movie so good it was a fun like i said it was a fun flick um was it overhyped i do believe so and um maybe i would have felt different if i had seen it in theaters but i didn't i I didn't see it in theaters and i saw it after jason's hype train for it and you know jason is the biggest hype man we know for anything anything comic book related for sure just anything yeah. Like, like Jason, if Jason likes a marshmallow, you're going to have to go it's out and try that marshmallow. the best fucking marshmallow. And that's, that's his charm. So I was hyped up for it. I was ready. It's like, let's watch this movie. And I watched it. I was like, yeah, it was good. Beautifully shot. And at the end, I was like, none of that fucking happened. And that's what I took. I was like, I just watched a Quentin Tarantino movie in order. And none of that fucking happened. <laughs> in order. Yeah, because Quentin Tarantino can never tell his fucking stories in order. That's hysterical. They always go back and forth and bullshittery, but that's what it was like I was watching. And I don't want to see a sequel. I, as much as I liked Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker, making another continuation of that story is going to not cheapen, but just make it feel that. Well, I didn't like that the riot is what caused the death of Mr. Wayne. Again, that might not have happened. It didn't happen that way. And that's just Joker saying that's the way it happened because he started the ride. Notice how the entire movie at is the about end, him. No, it's about a sociopath for right. sure. And that and, and 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 that's why I was like, it's him telling his shrink this. That's hmm. what this is. That's the movie we're watching. Everything is because of me. Exactly, which is a very Joker thing to say. It is because Joker would be like, hey, you know what? I don't want to be the center of attention, but he always does. I was gonna say, but he always but does. He does. But he'll do it with a smile and be like, no, I don't want to be. <laughs> I'm a mass murderer. Yeah. I mean, we were just one Joker gas bomb away from killing an entire studio audience there. No, for Which sure. Which is where I thought it was going. Um, I did not expect him to shoot the host. Uh, I thought that was fun. I thought that was brilliant. Um, 
I seeing Robert De Niro get shot never gets old. No, <laughs> so. I've seen him get shot in a lot of movies, and I'm always like, yeah, You're good, yeah. good. Yeah. You might have had that coming. Yeah, um, my, 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 one of my favorites is Heat. He gets shot to shit in that movie. Yeah, yeah, he it's does. A good movie. So yeah, it, it was it was a cool flick. Um, overhyped, yes, and uh, I think you might be right, man. That whole we've got so many turds from them that getting this, we're excited about it. Yeah. Um, and to me though, DC, you have such an interesting way to set your stories up and tell your stories. You have a chance to do what me and Chris have been talking about for years on the show, which is stop making franchises that have to tell a continuous story Yeah, and just tell the stories we want to see. Like that's, that's my biggest complaint about X-Men is even, even the, the second or third trilogy, I don't know what the fuck it is now. Days of Future Past. Yeah. It was, they had a shot, but they tried to continuously tell the story. And once you, once you get to Dark Phoenix, it doesn't make sense anymore. Yep. They're like, uh, but time travel. I don't understand how this, yeah, no, fuck that. Look, just tell us the stories. Well, I think time travel is what the Avengers movie handled right. No. I think they did it pretty well. No, no. Science says no. Oh, yeah. Science says no time science travel says no. also. Science says Terminator did a really good job showing time <laughs> travel. So, fuck you, Chris. Don't argue with science. No, science isn't about time travel. Science Stop. isn't about time travel. Um, we're also getting a bunch of new things on HBO. Yeah. Um, I had it in my head, and I was like, we're going to talk about it. And I totally just fucking blew a blank. Blanked a little bit? Hardcore blanked. Here. Um. If you talk us through it, I can find out some of what they're going to be bringing us. Well, we got, what, season three or four of Westworld coming out. Yep. Um, a Hellraiser TV show. They're in development with Clive Barker to actually do a Hellraiser TV show, which I'm excited about because I like Hellraiser. I like Hellraiser because it's the one movie villain, Pinhead, mm-hmm. who doesn't kill anybody. No. Pinhead doesn't kill a single person in those movies. He's like, no, no. No, no, you die. So we've got... Uh, Lovecraft Country coming up. Yeah. That'll be fucking rad. I hope so. I'm excited about that. Like, we're going to see a deep southern... Like, that's going to be interesting to see how, do, how does how does southern mythology, you know, with, with the idea of voodooism mm-hmm. hit, hit with the ancient ones. Right. Like, that's going to be cool. That'll be fun. Um, industry. I don't know what that one is. The Gilded Age. Yeah, no. The Nevers. House of the Dragon. Yeah, isn't that... Uh... No, they they pretty much put a stop on all the Game of Thrones spinoffs right now, didn't they? Yep. They're like, yeah, we're sorry. Our bad. Our bad. Uh, and then we have the Time Traveler's Wife is another one. Which the movie was good. The movie was the good. It was really. It'll good. be interesting to see how this plays out. Who's doing uh, the remake of Battlestar Galactica? Is that going to be sci-fi again, or is that? Uh... I would assume that it is. I thought they had uh, like owned some rights to it. No, because it's we'll it's it up. NBC that owns the rights to it, but NBC owns sci-fi. NBC Universal owns sci-fi. But this reboot does not look good. No? No. Because it's been how long? What, less than 20 years since we had the the second reboot of Battlestar Galactica? Yep. And they're not doing a sequel to the show, but they're not saying that the show didn't happen. That's so weird. Yeah, like, to me, shit or get off the pot. Okay, so Battlestar Galactica. uh, Michael Leslie to write an executive produce Peacock reboot of the sci-fi franchise. So mm-hmm. I think it's still a sci-fi, just a reboot. Just a reboot. Yeah, out. Yeah, that, out. Doesn't, that doesn't really need to happen. I want to see my trim. You know what pisses me off? They canceled the Tremors TV show before it started. 
See, like Kevin Bacon was coming back. Trimmers is so special to I. To me, I'm not gonna say to everybody, but it is to me. It is the best fucking campy horror shit ever. I don't know it's, if it's so the best. fucking good, dude. It's up there. It's so it's fucking up good. There. They like first movie tried to take itself seriously. And no, was, it didn't. I felt like it did. <laughs> no, it didn't. And it just couldn't. They were like, "Hold on, these are giant sandworms." Like, yeah. like from Dune, right? From Dune. But yeah. they have little sneaky grabbies. Yep, yep, yep. We're going to put Ruben McIntyre in the movie, and there's going to be a room full of guns. We're not taking ourselves seriously. See, they knew what they were doing. See, I felt like they were trying to take it, because the movies got more and more campy after that. Um, Two did not. Two was still good. Okay. Uh, where they were running around with the RC cars. The RC cars were fucking awesome. Um, three was bad. The RC four cars. Four was bad. I felt, uh, Four was hysterical. Four was when they went back to the west yeah and they're the western people it was fucking hysterical fucking western giant worms movie god damn it can we have good ideas for a change well i mean people don't want to have ideas anymore and then number five uh number five is that where they deduced uh jamie fox or jamie kennedy i think it was jamie Jamie kennedy Kennedy, yeah as as bert's son which i so tremors five i felt like was uh where the franchise started to pick back up no, <laughs> I, I I swear to you, I watched that and I was like, "This is fucking hysterical." And then you saw Trimmers a cold day in hell, and we're like, "Yeah, it's over." Yeah, basically, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Well, I thought I was like, "Man, this this might be what kind of starts to save this again." No, it didn't. No, would have saved it. Kevin TV Bacon series. TV show. Yeah, no, for sure. Because for Kevin sure. Bacon was the only actor from the first movie that did not come back in the second, third, fourth, or fifth movie, and he was like, "I don't want to do that role anymore." And they're like, "Well." We'll do a TV show. He was like, okay, I'm Kevin Bacon. I'm Kevin Bacon. She's she's weird. She's good. No, he's fucking funny. That show, that movie, the first Tremors is so much fun. Um, but I, I seriously, I didn't think they were, I thought they were taking themselves seriously in it. No. I know. They I, knew they were making a B movie. See, I was like, oh, they're trying to take themselves seriously. And I thought the whole thing, I was like, they're so fucking into what they're doing right now. No, they were definitely good actors. That they did have a good cast for. They had a really good cast for that movie. And it was a very creative movie. If you guys haven't seen Tremors. You should. You should. You know what I watched the other night? Which one? Princess uh, Princess Bride. For the first time in how many years? Uh, it's been like a decade. Really? It's been a minute since I've seen that movie fantastic movie i don't think i've ever watched it all the way through um it's a shame that that's the only way because to me that was the perfect way to adapt a book Mm -hmm. into a movie okay uh cutting between fred savage and the grandfather you know doing those little breaks like that uh it was just good and i've read the book yeah um but this was like god i forgot how good it was yeah, I haven't. Uh, and it's a quick watch. It's not long. It's an hour and forty 30 minutes. Or forty minutes. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a quick watch. It's a very quick watch, and it's a great movie. No, I think with the Princess Bride, I've always, I've probably seen the whole movie over the years, right. in pieces. It's like me and um, a Christmas Story. Exactly. I've never seen it from beginning to end. Really. But I've seen, I have seen the beginning, I have seen the middle, and I've seen the end. I've just never seen him in order. <laughs> like when TBS shows that 24-hour Christmas story. Oh, my God. I love it. What'll happen is like I'll, I'll hop in and I'll be at a part of the movie and I'll watch. And then once they start it over, I'll watch until that until I hit that part again. Yeah. So it's like I've never really watched it in order. And I think I own the fucking movie. But I've never watched it in order. That's that's my favorite Christmas movie. Yeah, it's No How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Which, which How the Grinch Stole Christmas? Obviously the, the original. Okay. With Tony the Tiger voicing... It's Boris Karloff. I don't know his name. Boris Karloff. Fucking 
Frankenstein, show some respect. Yeah. Yeah. Singing yes. the song and whatnot. Mr. Grinch. Yes, that is the greatest Christmas because his heart grew three sizes that day. And Die Hard, of course. Die Hard is a good Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. Fuck you, Joe. It's a Christmas movie. Oh, dude, Joe had to, Joe has to come to grips with the fact that it is, in fact, a yeah. Christmas movie. And so is Lethal Weapon. Woo. Woo. We'll have this argument. I don't care. Like, honestly, it's almost July. Uh, Lethal Weapon's a more Christmas movie than Die Hard. Which Lethal Weapon? The first one. Okay. The first one, because it actually that's the only one that takes place on Christmas. Mm-hmm. Whereas Die Hard Two tried to take place on Christmas again and whatever. But this always happens no, at no. Christmas time because because it, it's more than just you know in Die Hard it's the Christmas movie because it's about getting your family back together and all that. With Lethal Weapon, it's about one man rediscovering his spirit, being pulled back from the brink of insanity, the brink of self destruction. Mm. Through the miracle of Christmas and friendship, Christmas magic and bullets. Bullets make Bullets Christmas. And a kick-ass martial arts scene in, in the front yard of, of your partner's house. Okay. And Gary Busey. Gary Busey. Gary Busey is kind of like Santa Claus. He just brings Christmas joy wherever he goes. He basically does. Like that, man. Let me tell you. Gary Busey might actually be Santa Claus. Yeah, I'm going to watch for Gary Busey to burst through the chimney this year. That w- a drunk, like, a drunken <laughs> oh, Gary Yeah, Busey. I wouldn't want him sober. <laughs> like, Mr. Take shit. And then he just passes out. No, I think I want him to pass out eating the cookies. I don't think you'd eat your cookies. He'd go for your beer. I don't have any right now. Yeah, he'd so he'd be probably pissed. be pissed. Yeah, he'd you be like, don't, you, So maybe he'd throw the cookies. You don't want Gary Busey coming. You don't want Gary Busey Claus coming to your house. I mean, there's whiskey and shit. Oh, he'll take that. Yeah, he'd be yeah, fine. He'll be fine. We he'll could <laughs> we could provide for him. He'd he'll be, be dipping his fucking cookies and Jack. Yeah. Ooh. I'm Ooh. Try that you're one. welcome. Ah, uh, Jack. I I haven't haven't had it in six months, man. I'm sorry. That's all right. I'm not missing out. I went. I went to, we went to a bar last night, and um, I ordered the first order I ordered was a whiskey on the rocks. I was like, give me Jack on the rocks, and she pulls out the the big cup. Yep. You know, like big the, kid cup, the big kid cup, not the here's a shot. Here's here's what normal whiskey goes. Not here's a fucking cup. Here's yeah. a glass, and the bitch fills it full. And I looked at her, and I was like, oh, it's one of these kind of bars. Fuck. You're like, you want me to die. I was like, I didn't plan on drinking tonight. I was like, I'll have a whiskey, hang out for an hour, and then I'm going to go home. It's not how it played I out. I drank the beer out of apple. I drank the bar out of apple cider. That's how it played out. Out yeah. of apple cider? Out of Angry Orchard. And oh. I'm the only one there drinking it. Yeah, I know you were. And there was like. Because the shit's gross. Well, fuck off. There was only like 15 people in this whole fucking bar. And I go back, and I was like, and she's like, honey, we're out. And I was like, oh. Like, and I told you when you were telling me the story, I'm like, I think that was them cutting you no, off. No, because I saw behind him. Yeah, I, I grabbed the last one, and she offered to pour me another Jack, and I was like, no. You're like, I no. saw what you did last yeah, time, I devil woman. I don't want. <laughs> I, I want to wake up in the morning. Oh, so yeah, I got home, went to bed, slept with my foot on the floor. You know, the normal, normal things. stuff. Normal thing. Normal stuff. You know, I, I was at work, and uh, being in the car biz, you have to work every Saturday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, you know. One thing that some small part of me misses a little bit is coming into work hungover, possibly still drunk. Yeah, yeah. On a Saturday. Yeah, yeah, those were the days. As long as, as long as you didn't have too fucking much to drink. Because then it hits you like halfway through the day and you're like, oh, Oh, fuck. It's right at the, like, because Saturdays Saturdays in the car business is very odd because at the beginning of the day, you're stoked. It's Saturday, we're going to sell some cars. 
you get that first like morning rush of like five or ten customers yep and then from noon to four it's dead yeah uh for uh, for the dealership that i'm at now it's about noon to three mm-hmm. um well everybody comes in right at noon so for us it's it's like one o'clock to three o'clock yeah, is the that, dead that, time that dead period of a and, couple hours and that's when that's when it would hit man yeah and the hangover oh. hits hard bad and you're like i just want to die i raleigh puked on a deal one day yeah and uh yeah, yeah. I, was, I was talking to this customer and i'm like yeah blah 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 blah, blah. hold on I'm going to go get some information. <laughs> Ran to the bathroom, threw up, and I was like, it's exactly what I thought. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so you, you sit back down, and you're like, yeah, no, everything's great. This is good. This is good, yeah. I, I feel better. And yeah. they're like, they're like, what information did you get? Uh, the information. <laughs> Here's what I found out. <laughs> I found out what I ate last night when I got home. Everything's going to be okay. That's what I know now. <laughs> it was the, like, you remember when you were drinking and gaming? And, like, you'd role play and you would have just a little too much to drink, but you didn't realize it until after the game ended and you were sitting there going, fuck, now I gotta go home. I dorked that character is generally what I would think. Right? Like, because when you're gaming and you're drinking, it's one of those weird things of, like, you're just drinking and you're gaming and you're drinking and you're having a good time. You roll some dice, some shit happens. It's a great time. And then you're like, I'm drunk. So... The time that it went the most smoothly for me, because generally I don't like to drink in game. I don't think the two go together that way. I think you're wrong. They go um, together wonderfully. <laughs> the time that it went the best is actually when we were running uh, 5e at the fantasy shop. <laughs> yeah. Because it was like, hey, it's after hours. Go ahead. Bring the, bring the liquor in. After hours and we had keys. It, yeah. So it was like, bring the liquor in. We'll have a good time. So we did. We had a great time. And... It went very well, considering there were nine people in that. That was a big fucking group. It was a group. huge group. Everybody was drinking, with the exception of I th- was level one judging on that. I think yeah, he was level one. I don't he, think he, he was drinking. drinking. He doesn't. Um, but it went extremely smoothly. How did I run a nine-player game? Oh, impressively. Okay. You did a good job. Like, and the best part was, so there were weeks where one guy or two guys wouldn't be able to show up, and we just kept on we trucking. Fuck them. We were like, oh yeah, no, you guys are here. I know he was doing something important. He was peeing. <laughs> but he had to use the restroom. Like, like, like that's the sta- my standard GM excuse when a player doesn't show up. Because I'm not stopping the game because one player can't make it. Yeah. They ain't doing it. Like, can't do you it. You can be the main fucking focal point of this story arc. you got to miss a session. Life happens. I understand. I'm not mad at you. Yeah. But no, when you come back, some events will have transpired. It's different you. now. Right. Yeah. Like, like, things are going to happen. We'll get back yeah. to what we were doing with you. You will understand. But... Yeah. I gotta keep I gotta keep the other four people entertained. Yeah, right? for sure. They for showed sure. up. That's there. Well, so as a GM, I always tend to have like a backup plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, first off, fuck. All right. When I when I sit down to run a game, I don't. A lot of GMs plan everything out. Yeah. I can't do that. Like I can't. I'm not one of the meticulous planners. Like I'll have a rough idea and I might plan the dungeon out. But that's about it. I'll be like, here's the hook. Here's where they need to be. Here's what's going to happen. And that's all I You're have You're a big recycler, out. too. I am. I um, am, especially when it comes to, like, introducing new players into the game. Yeah. Because with new players, I just want to run a session that I know backwards and forwards. So, mm-hmm. I, so my D&D, I've got the Goblin King session. For Deadlands, it's the Boot Hill session. Yep. You know? So I have the same sessions that when I have a new group, I will run them through that. Yeah. Because I don't have to think to run that game sure sure but like as a gm with like with the deadlands campaign i have an uh an actual plot 
in my head that I want to get to. Yeah. But I can't tell you, here's uh, here's session six, here's session seven. It's, this is what I want to have happen. Okay, how do I guide this this way? And it leads, to me, it leads to more of an organic storytelling with, with the characters, with the yep. players. Because I'm not forcing them to go where I want them to go. It's, we're going to get where I want to go eventually. I'm just going to start moving the needle that way. Well, what's funny, so... We always end up talking about D and D, which is hysterical. But what's funny about D&D is the pop- it's most good. popular role playing game. In it's the world. good. Um, but what you what you get a lot of the time is well, okay. There's two DMs, right? Okay. There's the long term story DMs mm-hmm. who legitimately don't give a shit what his players are doing. Right. He's like, go and explore. This is a big fucking world. And those are the games that last 20 years. Right. Um, and people are like, oh, I've amassed r- great riches, and I've got multiple ships and but houses. there's no threat in those There's campaigns. none. There's none. Like, the threat exists early on in the campaign. You're right. After that, you're just too established. Right. Um, then you have, the, you have some DMs that are just fucking, hey, this is the story that I'm telling. God damn it. Yeah. You're getting through it. I like to think that I am a mixture of the two. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care how long my campaign, like this Deadlands campaign, I don't care how long it goes, as long as I get to tell the story I'm trying to tell. Yeah. Um, and I want to make sure everyone's having a good time. When it comes to D&D, I find, like, D&D works one of two ways. Either you're running a module, like you're running Ravenloft, mm-hmm. and then you're done. Or you're, or you're doing that where everyone wants to be Frodo and Lord of the Rings. Like, that tends to be where it goes. We got to save the world somehow. See, I, and to me, that's why I like Ravenloft. Yeah. Because you're not saving the world. No. You're not really even saving Barovia. You're, you're saving yourself. Yeah, you're getting the fuck out of it. <clears throat> like, that is what... That's why I like Ravenloft. Yeah, I, I kind of miss the just get the princess, slay the dragon, get the gold kind of thing. Yeah, but D&D was never really get the princess. It was go to the dungeon... Kill the dragon. If you find the dragon. Get his loot. It actually wasn't kill the dragon. It was go to the dungeon and get killed by a flower sack. <laughs> There's Next a gelatinous cube here for some reason. Like like they used to have hirelings for a reason because you would send them forward to find the traps. Yeah, sure. All right, go, hireling, go. Or you had a decent rogue. Here you go. Well, he, rogues died. Will they die or or they get god rolls? Are they? Yeah. Are they become bad guys? They do become bad guys Like That lot. tends to happen with rogues quite a bit. And then you've got the wizards, where you've got to protect the wizards because they're squishy for, like, ten levels. Mm-hmm. And then they're badass, and you can't kill them anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, d is very not balanced. It's very not balanced. I, I mean, the first five levels are okay, I guess. Not for a wizard. So, so when, when I, you're, well, you're low-level wizard, like, you have got to stay in the back and pray to God that no one shoots an arrow at you. I guess it's also, like, there's those melee classes that hit too fucking hard. Yeah, except that's all they do. Yeah. Like, that's the one thing I like about 5th edition that no other edition had, had done to me. Like, playing a fighter in 5th edition is actually rewarding because you have those maneuvers. You have... No, the, the maneuvers are the, big. The combat tricks that allow you to manipulate the battlefield in a way that you couldn't do in, in the other D&D system where it was just, I walk up and I hit it. Now it's, I walk up, I hit it, I'm going to shove him five feet this way, that way next attack we're flanking. Are oh you're gonna try to hit my buddy? No, you're not. Like, like to me, that's where D and D fifth edition gets it right. That's one it's, of the reasons I love Thunderwave, though. Every class has its own like special ways of 
interacting with the battle. Sure. Whereas a lot of times it was okay. Old school D and D was fighters up front, magic users in the back. Go. Hold the line. Yep. That's all you had to do was hold the Pretty line. Pretty typical raid, basically. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, we're undead cleric. You're in the middle. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. I never really thought of that, but it is. It's the very stereotypical. Yeah. Hey, tank, go up there, absorb which, the damage. Which is why when people were like, fourth edition is too much like a video game, I was like, do you know what you've been playing for the past 30 years? Like, you've been playing Final Fantasy. Old school NES Final Fantasy at a tabletop. Here's your roles. Fighters in the front, magic users in the back. Yeah. Rogues, you can be right in the middle. You can find a spot. Hopefully you don't die. Right. Exactly. You get behind them. That's yeah. what you do. You yeah. get behind them. Um. But yeah, no, like to me that, but to run a, run a role-playing game is have an idea, but don't set it in stone. Well, that's letting the story develop because the whole idea behind the role-playing game is to let the story develop. It's you and yeah. the players telling a story. Like, and I, look, I've run some really bad games. I will tell the worst game I ever ran was Conspiracy X, where I literally had a player character put cameras up and wouldn't tell me where he put the cameras. Interesting. Yeah, he was like, Yeah, what do I see? I'm like, On what? He's like, On the cameras. I'm like, What fucking cameras? He's like, Oh, I put up cameras. Where'd you put them? Oh, no, I'm not telling you. What do I see? And that was the argument that lasted for 30 minutes. Oh, that's ridiculous. Because in his mind, and this this is my fault, in his mind, if he told me where the cameras were, I was going to tell him he found nothing. Does he think you're that big of a dick of a DM? I was for that game. Okay. I was all like, no. Like, this was a game where I punished them for not saying they were doing certain things. Okay. Like, they had evidence with them that proved their case, one of the conspiracies, and they left the hotel room. Like, what did you guys bring? And they're like, oh, we brought our gun, and da-da-da-da-da. No one mentioned that they brought the briefcase. So when they get back from, from their side quest, the hotel's on fire, and they left the briefcase in there. Oh, wow. And they're like, no, we would have brought that. I'm like, you didn't say you brought it. That's kind of a big deal, though. I know. That's why That's why when I said, I asked you what you brought, and you didn't mention the briefcase, that's on you. It's in there. Right. No. On I, fire. Yeah, that's on you. So, yeah, I had a... You a, had a prick moment. I had a hand in the distrust of the GM on that game. Okay. It lasted four sessions. Oh, that was it? That was it. Wow. Yeah. And it was right after we got done running my awesome Deadlands campaign. Okay. So it was sad. You set the bar high. I set it. Well, that campaign lasted three, four years. Yeah. Like, that was a long game. But you had a, you had a high bar set. Like, that was. Because people are like, dude, we played Deadlands and it was great. Right. And then they get there and they're like, dude, you're a fucking prick. Yeah, exactly. Like, so that's where I learned. Let the story just go where you need to go. Yeah, Have it your tell hooks. Itself. Like, I know, where, I know where this Deadland campaign is going to end up that I'm running now. Mm -hmm. I know for a fact where it's going to go. How it gets there, I have no idea. Okay, and it's sort of like you hear a lot of good, a lot of good writers, a lot of good authors. I can never say that word. Um, say that they start writing with an intent in mind for their characters to go, and then the characters take over. Yeah, and that's really what a role playing game should be. It is. Is you are the writer as the GM. You're the writer of the game. Let the characters take over. Just have the main hooks there. There, game game mastering one hundred and one. Have hooks, get them there. Mm -hmm. Well, you know what's funny is all the D&D starter books now, or starter sets, say that. Yeah. They're like, you can have ways to kind of guide the characters to where they need to go, 
for major plot points they're like but for the most part just let the characters have fun except it's really odd to hear D say that when they're when their original games were like yeah here's where you're at how'd you get there fuck you that's how right you know you were walking there you were there you go hey you woke up and you're in barovia have there's some night. mist yeah yeah good oh, morning yeah yeah there's a vampire kill it um you know so i love you D, but Whew. respect your past Whew. let's get out there let's get some let's get some i hate some some let's let's go back i want to see a game and i i i, I Hackmaster tried i want to see a game where that brings back the gm versus player mentality you do i do like not not as a serious like i'm gonna play this game all the time but to have that one game where it is like you know you're going to war with the gm like D used to be like it used to be that you would sit there and the dm would carefully plan out this dungeon and all the traps and everything and it was you versus him hmm. where you don't lie you don't cheat the die rolls are honest and you go i want to see that game brought back just for fun because you know like for like, one shots yeah because like that, that 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 it's you versus him and you as a group like right now if i beat ravenloft as a group I, yeah okay we beat we beat the module i was right? gonna say you beat a module i beat not... a module i didn't beat strad that 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 idea that i beat a, a, a gm like like that remember when we were doing dungeon call for the cure and we yeah. were just wiping the floor with whatever was thrown our way yeah that was way more satisfying because there were assholes trying to kill us. Well, we did the same. Yes. But we did it. So we threw 40 skeletons at somebody. Mm -hmm. And easy kills for all these. All the characters were superheroes. But took it took a time. long fucking time. And the entire thing was timed. Yeah. Yeah. So. We knew what we were doing. And then level one, our Peter Chu. Was Peter Chu put the rust monsters in on us, by the way. Oh, it was? Yeah, it was Peter fucking Chew. I did not know that. Yeah. Well, then we talked about killing Wallace at one point. Yeah, yeah. Which would have been hysterical. Yeah. Hindsight's twenty twenty. It would have been. Um, We didn't. We should have. We should have. Well, we did drop two T-Rexes on a group. We And almost had a TPK. Yeah. Because uh, T-Rexes are badass. One apparently. group that had enormous amounts of money yeah. was going to drop green dragons on everybody. And then they were like, uh, the guy running the event was like, you know, that's going to kill everybody. Um, so and? they wanted to get to the final battle. No. Look, it, see, I love that event, but there were issues. Sure. And um, when you have a team go, no, we'll go ahead and pay to win this. You're raising money for a cause. Take the money. How awesome would it be to have that tale if we went through the dungeon and we had to fight a green fucking dragon? No, that would have been great. And to know that someone paid to put that green dragon in front of us? Maybe somehow we accidentally squeak by. One person squeaks by. Yeah, that would have been awesome. That would have been insane. That would have been a story to tell. It would have. And then everyone would have pulled their money and put two green dragons on that table. Probably. I would have. I would have went and spent all of the money. We spent... We raised, we spent like 500 bucks. Yeah, I know we brought a couple hundred dollars to it, and then our listeners gave us about 250 yeah, or we 300 matched, bucks. We matched what the listeners put. Yeah, so we, we did pretty good. Yeah, like that. We, we did dollar for dollar what the, what the listeners donated, we donated. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was it was a good showing. By the way, thanks, listeners, for that. We never really thought thanked you enough. Like no, we was, didn't. Uh, we I mean, so we did have Sean on the show and stuff yeah, like that but, after that, which was... Sean was excited but we didn't about think, it. We didn't thank the listeners for giving us their money. Yeah. And, and uh, we appreciate that. Well, and the, uh, 
Neuroendocrine Cancer Society. I mean, they were the... Yeah. That was the winner there, not us. Right. We didn't profit from it. We no. had fun with it, though. Yeah, Thank we, you. We spent money. Yeah. We, we spent did. our money, and we matched them dollar for dollar with the listeners, and it was fun. And we appreciate you guys dipping into your pockets. Now, for... I do want to say this about that event. We went and tried to get hundreds of dollars in, in gold, gold coins. coins. Yeah. Um, the bank <laughs> doesn't carry hundreds of dollars of gold coins, apparently. Which and is bullshit. It was total bullshit. So I'm like, how many gold coins do you have? And they go, 37. Because they pulled out every gold coin that they had in the bank. Yeah, yeah. Totaled to $37. And I'm like, this is fucked. And yeah. they're like, why Why are you doing this? Like, what's what's the point? And I'm like, I wanted a bag full of gold coins. That's that's the whole See, fucking if, point. if we would have thought about it, I'd have went to Canteen and got gold coins we, for us. We could, if we would have thought about it, we would have done it two weeks prior. Mm-hmm. Um, that yeah. was typical us not really thinking about it. We were like, we can do this. But next time there's a cancer uh, a crawl for the cure, we are showing up with gold coins. We also were the only ones that showed up in outfits. Like everyone had costumes. We had, props. I mean, ETG shirts. No, 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 ETG. But Rev had his wizard's hat. Oh yeah, we had that's props. yeah. You're right. You're I went right. to the dollar store and bought props for everybody. You, you are right. Yeah, we had cloaks and a broom. Well, they uh, they gave us an award for role playing that night. Yeah, did they, were, they? Yeah, they did. I left to go see Here Come the Mummies. Um, they they told us they were like, you guys actually role played this better than everybody else because most of the other people weren't role players. Uh, some of right. them were. But we were like the ones that were like, we're here to role play. So yeah, we got we got an award for role playing that night, which is cool. Like, where is it at? At a D and D event, there was no physical award. What? Yeah. No. Yeah, it was like a. No, I want. It I, was like a good job. No, fuck that. I want a plaque. A shout out. I want. I want a plaque. I want a plaque that says ETG best role playing. That would have taken group. away from the money that they were given to the cause. To this look. Where's not, my plaque? Yeah. <laughs> it could have been a piece of fucking paper and a sharpie marker you oh know, that would have been great you know what that would have taken away not a damn thing because miniature markets got sharpie markers and they got paper they do they do they have both of those sean white i know you're listening i want my fucking plaque <laughs> sean's gonna he's pull gonna, a piece of paper out he's gonna send me a message on facebook and be like fuck you that's that's no he's not he's a nice guy to be he'll sing a song that says fuck me yeah that's One time you asked for a plaque, I said, stick it up your ass. That's exactly he. I haven't talked to Sean White in like a couple months, but every once in a while he'll just send me a Facebook message. And then sing, singing a song. Yep. 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 Mm-hmm. Very Sean. I like Very Sean. Sean. I like Sean White. He's a funny guy. Um, we got to wrap this up soon. We do. Um, real quickly, I'm, I'm, I'm going to announce it now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gonna, I'm going to do a third show. Chris mm-hmm. is like, oh, fuck, that's right, you said this. Yep. Uh, it's going to be At the Table with Raj and Rev. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to talk role-playing games. Like, that's the show. We're going to start with the history of role Like, we're going to, every week, uh, we're going to dive into one, like, a certain game. Like, D&D, Exalted, Deadlands, Pathfinder. Talk about the actual development of the game and the history of the game. Also give tips about how, how to run, run a game, yeah. how to make characters. Just really just talk about gaming. And and all the different wonderful world levels of gaming out there. Sure, I think it's a it's a great companion piece to Nerd News with Jason and the comics. Yep, it's going to hit what you and I have been talking about hitting on on a much more focused level. So yep. you and I can still do our fun banter and yep. and we can get that part going. Yeah. So that's going to probably um, not June, July is, yeah. is when I'm looking to launch that show. So that'll be the third show on our 
on our network here. Yeah. Ooh. Wow. Network. Three shows. Yeah, because the third was originally going to be Dungeons and Dumbasses, which, which is, will happen. Will happen, but I'm waiting. I want to. I want to take a step back on that one. That's uh, so huge. It's I, and I want to do it so bad, but I also want to. We've got so much in the fire right now. Oh, for sure. That no. you and I tend to take big bites off apples and can't swallow. So yeah, we got to. We got to get cooks done. So cooks is coming again. Kickstarter yep. cooks, conniving cooks. The I. I showed the video to uh, Level One. Mm-hmm. He loved it. Did he? He did. Um, so, Cooks is coming. It's going to be great. We're just waiting for, you know, the right time. Honestly, it's that, waiting for we, the right time. Yeah, this was already going to have happened. May 5th. Yeah. So, it's it's been delayed a little bit again, but it's coming. Everybody you know, knows it. It's funny as I uh, listen to some old episodes like yeah. from the first year. Yeah. And we're talking about Konami Cooks coming soon. Isn't that funny? Yeah, we suck. We're the worst. We are the worst. Well, uh, so initially it was, hey, we just got to shoot the video for this. We shot a video for this a couple of years ago in North Central. Yeah. It was, was fucking horrendous. Yeah, it was bad. It was not good. Yeah. So we couldn't, there was nothing really usable there. And then we come up with this idea for, I guess, was that your brainchild, the mm-hmm. commercial style mm-hmm. thing? And that was cute and campy and all that stuff and good we get a we get a rough back we're like okay this is nice this is nice we can tweak this a little bit and make yeah. it perfect mm-hmm. excited eight hundred dollars later we're like yes i'll tell them how much we spent fuck it who cares well, i mean we haven't even spent it yet no we we're like to those guys. we do we're like hey send us this and we'll get you paid <laughs> hadn't heard anything in a minute um so check out nerd news with jason he's doing good work um Influ- GoInfluenceFoundation.org? No, uh, GoInfo.org. That's what I was going to say, but you cut me off with yeah, the Yeah, so the Influence Foundation. Like, son of a bitch. So uh, Mike Brodor, the Brodor, is doing a bunch of crazy stuff with the Influence Foundation. Um, he has, a, fuck, a bunch going on. A bunch of interviews, a bunch of exclusives. He's writing articles. He's got an actual play uh, podcast that he's doing that... Jason and I have been fortunate enough to be a part of. We're uh, running through a pretty cool game right now on that. Can't wait for you guys to hear that. And when that comes out, I'll make sure that we're linking for that. And then go to entertainthegeeky.com. Check out Board Game Bros. Board Game Bros, yeah. Matt, Matt and Jeff. Jeff. God, we, we can take those guys out for lunch. Yeah, yeah probably. We should. Yep. Uh, Christmas July is coming soon. Woo! Yeah, I'm excited for that. Need to take pictures of that shit this year. I will. Okay. I will. Because we always say, hey, let's take pictures of Christmas in July, and it never happens. So here, fuck it. Um, Kevin was going to have one of the, uh, one of a guy that writes for a gaming magazine come and play this year. And I was like, he's more than welcome to come and play. But I don't want to see an article about Christmas in July showing up in some magazine. No. And I kind of feel that way with like, I'll take pictures and I'll put them on the internet. I'll put it up just so you guys can see that it's an actual thing. But I don't do it for the show. I don't do it for. I don't even do it. For, I, I do it strictly for the magic community. Yep. And and North Central. Uh, yeah. 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 I mean, that's that's where we host it. Yeah. Um, but I just strictly do it for the magic community because it is an invite only event. Yeah. Um, Super special event, by it, the way. It is. And I there's it's actually starting to grow where other stores are hearing the ideas and they're kind of doing their own thing with it. And to me, that's cool. Yeah. But I don't want like some mass web article or mass thing about, about this event. Because to me, it's homegrown. It's special. And I want to keep it that way, close to my heart. Yeah. Because this is year six. It's been going for a good minute. Six years. 
Kevin came to me, he dropped off a lot of the presents, and he goes, yeah, if we were updating the cube, it'd be 125 cards. I'm like, yeah, we ain't updating shit this year then. No. I ain't cutting out 250 cards. Well, every year it was such a big ordeal. It, it, no, it is a huge, like, we, we did 33 last year, and it took us four hours. It's insane. It's a great cube, though. A lot of fun. So that's coming up. Um, we're going to do a special episode here in a couple weeks. We're going to run through our $1 role-playing game. A one-page Mor- role-playing game. Is it still free? No. So it's one dollar. Five dollars. No, I'll update it. It was it was five dollars for a minute, and that's what? It, it's a whole bizarre thing. What? So no, it's, it wouldn't. A... I couldn't do a dollar cost on it. What? When I set it up, because uh, I do a. I can do it. I can do it now. They've updated their shit. Okay. Because um, I love so, that game. No, no, no. But when, a dollar a page. Yeah. No, I agree. <laughs> I mean, complete agreement with you. No. So when we initially set it up, and I went through and set up our store. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't let me do that. It was like, yeah, you can't do a dollar because stupid. because of uh, the percentage that was being run through the their credit card service or whatever. Oh, okay. Okay, so they've updated that, and we can now, um, which is great. So yeah, one dollar one page role playing game is correct, but it's not showing up as that right now. I apologize. So if you wait a day, so you have until Thursday. You have until Thursday. I'm not saying you have until Thursday. I might have until Thursday. It really just depends on when I drop this episode. After this, I have 24 hours. <laughs> so I'm going to sit on this one for a so, while. So, so the $1 <laughs> role-playing games out there, Conniving Cooks is coming. We're pretty much good here. Yeah. Uh, go to entertainthegeeky.com. You can find all of our social media and all that good stuff there. Um, you can listen to nerd news. You can listen to past episodes of Entertain the Geeky. You can also find links to Board Game Bros and all kinds of fun stuff there. There's can some- I recommend, if you guys haven't listened to the episode, Get Off My Lawn, Go listen with to Peter episode. Chu. Like we need to re- we need to like somehow get that back up there, like higher up somehow. I mean, it's one of the first episodes yeah, and it's we hard ever to did. Find like going through lists. pages and pages yeah. and pages. Yeah, like, we gotta figure out a way to do that because I, I listened to that the other day. That's, good one. That's a good one. It's so funny because like our audio quality is improved immensely over the years. Yeah, and we should get Peter back on. We we've talked about that for fucking four years now. Yeah, we're like we need to have Pete back on. Yeah, let's get Pete back on. I'm going to send him a message. You should. Tara's about trying to very quietly rip Lumen Foil here, and I want to see if she can do it while we're recording, because it's entertaining to me now. Oh, okay. <laughs> what do you got, babe? See, can she do it? Woo! Woo, she did it fast, like a Band-Aid. <laughs> All right, guys, as always, stay geeky. As you wish. See, because that's a quote from Princess Bride. So that-